Hello, it's Andrew and it's the 25th of February. So very fast approaching the end of the second month of the year right into March. Hopefully I want to start to see slightly more spring-like weather and flowers coming into bloom. The last week here has really seen a bit of a difference in the UK in that I think we're a lot clearer now about the route out of lockdown. And I know talking to many of you, it's sort of similar in your countries and you are starting to see a route back to a more sort of normal life and potentially more time with each other, which I'm sure most of you are looking forward to. So I know our offices will sort of start to open up, those that have been sort of closed or out of bounds for the last few months. And the company will do all it can to ensure that they're safe and secure and that people feel positive about coming back to the office environment on a infrequent, frequent, permanent basis. Whatever works for the individual should be what each company uh, tries to decide with its employees uh, and each others should be able to make the decision we need that's right for ourselves. I think, as I said in my uh, note uh, accompanying this, that the most important thing is that we make sure the time in the office is as valuable as possible and that we resist the temptation to end up doing what we're doing at home, but it's in the office. So an, an example for me today was the sort of 11 calls, only one of which was with somebody that I could have met in the office if they happened to be in today. The other 10 I would have had to have done in a room uh, set to one side, and a number of them run late into the evening with the US. So no point moving in the office today. All I'm going to try and do is sort of break out the week into different sections and try and carve out some time each week where actually uh, sounded bizarre, but I have I have less to do in terms of timed uh, things to do, uh, and more time for sort of thinking and talking and just just seeing people. And I'm really sort of looking forward to that. Um, I must admit. And I want to touch on just three other things, uh, one of which is very, very quick, uh, and two of which, yeah, uh, are still fairly quick, but not, not quite as quick. Uh, so the sort of really, really quick one is that what we're trying to do now for our global reports uh, is to provide a one-page summary of talking points to the business. So we've had a number of uh, challenges, frustrations, uh, issues with getting people to read the content that we produce. Nothing wrong with the quality of the content. Uh, it's just that people indicated they're too busy or happened to or missed it or weren't fully aware of it or couldn't sort of tease out the key points. Uh, so what we've sort of done with the the signal, which is the capital markets report coming out on Monday, is I've just written up a one-page summary of the key points so that our client-facing teams can quickly read that before talking to clients and have something to say. They don't necessarily need to read through every page of the report or to memorize what the report says. So I strongly urge you to, wherever practical, uh, to prepare a one-page summary in terms of talking points for the reports that you're creating over the course of this year and to provide that to the business to give them support in being able to use the content more effectively. The other thing we're doing from a global perspective is that we're going to start recording the reports that we produce. So nothing fancy, nothing complicated, but simply, typically the report author, just reading the report so that people can download the report to read. They can click on sort of listen here to listen to the report uh, being communicated. And I know uh, by nature, a lot of our reports have graphs and charts, etc., in them. And we just need to make reference to them in the voiceover and indicate to people there's more detail available in the full report. But I think reading the report out, we're seeing a big uptake in people absorbing content um, via listening. 
so via podcasts or by uh, listening to um, speaking books, etc. So I think for a, a incredibly low cost, a free uh, solution, we can just record the reports that we are producing and allow our clients to read or listen to the reports uh, wherever practical. Uh, the other thing was about the volume of content that we are producing. So there is always at this time of year, a great rush of people across the business asking for content to be produced. And we want to do a quarter report on this and a half year report on that. We want to talk about this topic and we want to be experts in that topic. And we want to sponsor this publication. And we want to appear in this publication. And I think it's really important that as a marketing and research group, we have we have some input into what's being decided. Because ultimately, every idea generated creates more work for our small team. It means there are things that will be left undone because there are still only 24 hours in every day. Uh, and if we spend two hours on one thing, then that's two hours less to spend on something else. Uh, so we just need to, to sort of, this time of year, really trying to align across each of our countries and where possible across Europe, what is the content that we are producing? What's the purpose of it? And who is it aimed at? So if we don't know who we're targeting or what we're trying to achieve, there seems to be a little value in spending time writing a report, generating content, and spending the time and effort to market uh, and communicate. We have to be much more aware of who content is going to. So I know a lot of different uh, stakeholders have been talking to Justin Goring recently about the impact and potential of social media and how we utilize LinkedIn, Fast Sales Navigator, to really understand who we're targeting, what we're targeting them with, and what our intended purposes are targeting them. So I, I really want the days of we've written a report, it's been downloaded 500 times to be seen as better than we've written a report, it's been downloaded 200 times because the 200 people may well be the exact potential clients that we want to target versus the 500 that could well be half competitors, a third students, and the remainder people clicking on download by mistake. So I just think, let's just make sure we're really clear about who we're targeting and why we're creating content before we commit to, to doing it. And I'm very happy to get involved in any discussions with any sort of country heads, uh, sector leads or whatever, if, if you're finding it too challenging to sort of go back to them and say, look, no, we shouldn't be doing this until we've got these different elements uh, sorted out. So that was just on the sort of more traditional content research marketing side of things. The other thing I wanted to touch on today, it might seem quite a, a slightly random topic for me to talk about, is on the 8th of March, uh, I'm sure many of you all know, it's International Women's Day. And the website that they have, which is internationalwomensday.com, very easy to remember, is full of really, really useful tools, materials, pieces of content, and ideas uh, that are relevant to everybody um, across all genders, uh, people that don't identify as a gender, uh, all the different people within our group out and beyond, I think should get some value from, from reading what they have on their website. And, and some of the issues that have been faced in particular by women over the course of the pandemic. So there's there's been quite a lot of news in, in the UK and, and I'd be surprised if it wasn't the case elsewhere that um, instances of domestic abuse uh, have increased quite dramatically during lockdown. 
with people being at home with uh, partners that they may have typically uh, preferred to avoid. Uh, we've had a lot more calls to all of the different helplines, uh, police report increases in numbers because people are frustrated by being at, at home together uh, when perhaps they've been slightly able to put that frustration to one side when they've been able to see each other a little time during the day. So it must be a, a terrifying experience to be at uh, home and not be able to get away from a person uh, or persons that is uh, abusing you either physically or mentally. So I certainly hope this doesn't impact anybody on this, uh, let's listen to this today. I sincerely hope it doesn't. If it does, please, uh, as usual, reach out. And, and there is often a solution to these things. Um, and I think it's the duty of all of us to make sure we're aware of what's happening and to make sure we help and support wherever possible. But I think International Women's Day this year is probably more important than ever before just to make sure that the that we celebrate all the amazing things that women have done and we highlight the amazing opportunities that exist for uh, girls, women uh, throughout the next sort of decades and more. There is the opportunity after the pandemic that we do change as a society and we do become more inclusive of gender um, and more inclusive generally of diversity. And I think for me as a, hopefully I always felt, felt this way, but I think increasingly so having a daughter who turns 14 next week, who's sort of really asking herself some of those big uh, sort of questions that we ask ourselves as teenagers, that it's quite hard to remember in, in my case, but for her, it's some of those big questions that are arising and she's looking for answers. And I think just the, just the thought that somebody would discriminate against her wanting to take on a job or a role position or to do something because of her sex seems extraordinary but it does still happen it does still happen uh we, we aren't quite as balanced as we'd like to be in this industry although across marketing research we are we are, we are pretty pretty well served in terms of equality of gender at least um and i know there's a huge amount more that can be done so i one thing that i'm doing is i'm going to speak to my daughter's school it's a it's an all-girls school and it's the taught them through what some of the opportunities are in the real estate industry Maybe industry many of them wouldn't have thought of, uh, just to sort of explain what it is, uh, what it means, and maybe how they could uh, think about it as a potential future career choice. Who knows? Maybe some of them are working alongside us uh, in the future. But I would just encourage any of you, anything you can do to support um, female colleagues, uh, work with female clients, and make sure we see as, as much as possible of a, a gender balance, whether we're doing panel discussions or we're having presentations or we're pitching for work um, we still do have a have an issue with having five eight white middle-aged men going into a pitch or five white middle-aged men sitting on a panel um, society's changed i think and i think real estate has got a really big opportunity uh, to influence and drive some of the positive change we would like to see so Hopefully you didn't, didn't mind me talking about that topic. It's just the one that certainly we're talking about a lot of my daughter the last few days and it's been on my mind. Uh, so I just want to sort of share a couple of thoughts with you. All right, that was it for me. Uh, enjoy the end of February uh, and uh, enjoy the beginning of March. And I'm sure we'll speak soon and hopefully see each other soon as well.